0: You know you are capable of more, because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you are here. And I am going to give you some tips today that I hope are gonna help you achieve more of your goals in 2024. I'm publishing this on both of my podcasts because I think this would be useful for people in talent development or if you work in any other career Now, we are in January of 2024, just getting started, and the last solo episode that I released was about setting goals for 2024, and I just got done running a workshop in the Talent Development Think Tank community that I run that was about reflecting on 2023 and setting goals for 2024. This is a process that I go through every year, usually in December. Sometimes it leaks a little bit into January where I spend time working on uh, reflecting and then planning out the goals I want to achieve in the coming year. Now, this is something you can do anytime because I don't think you can just set goals in January and then work on those for the rest of the year and expect that that is all going to work out just fine because we all know if you've lived life for a while that Changes happen. Things come up. Opportunities present themselves. Challenges come up. You know, your company might change. A new role might come up. The economy might change. You might change your mind on the goals that you want to pursue. Maybe your spouse gets a job in a different city. Like different things are happening all the time and changes are happening all the time. So I usually set big goals in January for the year, but I like to revisit those on a quarterly basis at the very least and even check in with them on a daily and weekly basis so that I know what I'm working on and why I'm working on it. And then if something doesn't really fit in with my bigger goals or vision, then maybe I cut that and decide I'm working on something else. I also am a big fan of using habits to achieve goals, which you know, I talked about that in the last podcast. I may do another episode just about habits because I've used so many over the years and I'm still trying to get better with them all the time. And that kind of leads into the topic I wanted to talk about today, which is about time management because we all have goals. We all have things we want to accomplish. Now, you may not have goals quite as grand as mine. And when I say grand, I just mean like very big and ambitious. I don't think there's any judgment or any reason to think that one goal is better than another, other than I would encourage you to set goals that will stretch you. I think the best goals are stretch goals, goals that are not so easy to achieve. They make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but they're not impossible, right? Because when we set those kind of uncomfortable, harder goals, that's where we push ourselves out of our comfort zone and that's where we tend to grow. Those types of goals also take more work to achieve and maybe some more focus. And if you're like me, you have a lot of stuff going on. In fact, I give myself way too many things <laughs> to do. You know, I'm running a business, uh, a pod, two podcasts, a membership community, right? I give keynotes. And then, of course, I've got all kinds of family stuff going on. I'm writing another book. There's just a million things. And that's not to mention that I'm pretty active on social media and there's tons of distractions, emails coming in, social media notifications, all kinds of stuff hitting us all the time. You get requests from your boss. And sometimes it can seem hard to get those things done that you said, oh, it's important to me that I read 15 books this year or that I get this certification or that I complete this type of project. And you don't get around to it because A, other things keep coming up. B, there's other demands, right? Which related to that. And C, there's lots of distractions all the time. And so I think that Time management is something that is talked about a lot. It's kind of a buzzword, but it's very important with regards to being able to achieve a lot of your goals. And as I give you these tips, I'm going to give you 10 of my tips on time management. These come from my own experience, as well as a little bit of research out there to hear and see what's working. There's lots of books and other publications on this. So take what works for you. Go read and listen to other people that talk about this and figure out, hey, this is the thing that's going to work well for me I'm going to go do this but try some different stuff because we're in a time 2024 where there's like unlimited distractions, things to think about things to do and I think it's harder than ever to be able to focus in on the quote unquote important things that we want to get done those big goals. I mean it's it's never been harder, right you think back, 50 years ago, if you were working in a corporate office and you were sitting at a desk, maybe somebody would walk in your room, maybe somebody call you on the phone, but there was no emails, there's no text messages, no social media notifications, like you would actually have time to think and focus on the work that you want to work on. And so today we have to be a lot more intentional with that, just like we have to be intentional with a lot of other things. So. First and foremost, I would invite you to be intentional just as you know, the overall kind of macro concept of my book, which is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. The concept is to stop drifting and take control of your career, of your life, of your future, right? So stop Operating in reaction mode, waiting for other people to, you know, bring stuff to you. Most people are operating in reaction mode, bing, 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 just answering emails all day, responding to stuff instead of being intentional and saying, here are the things I want to accomplish, and here are the here is when I'm going to accomplish them and actually planning that out. So let's talk about my 10 tips for time management, how to get better and own more of your time this year. And before I even get into that, the foundation is to let you know, to remind you that you do own your time. We have more control over our time than we think. Obviously, I mentioned we have demands on our time all the time. People are asking us for our time. If you work in a corporate environment, you have a boss who is asking you for things. And that boss may or may not actually require that you be working during certain times, say from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., More and more, I think uh, companies and bosses are giving people more flexibility and say, just get your job done. But you might be in an environment where you actually are required to be working during a certain window. And if that's the case, that's okay. I still think you have more control over your time than you think. I think most people just accept that they have to work during certain hours, that they have to accept every meeting request, they have to go to every meeting. They they don't have no control over their calendar, but you can take more control. You can block time for things, you can push back a little bit when people are inviting you to things, or your boss is asking you to work during certain times to say, hey. If the most important thing is getting the work done, is it okay if I do it this time, or I'm going to take this time for focus instead of attending this meeting that I really don't need to attend? Because I can't remember what the stat is, I saw it a long time ago, but you know, something like 30 or 40% of meetings people attend, they don't need to be there for, right? It could just be an email. It doesn't need it. It's nice to go to meetings sometimes and and meet with people and, and chat. But sometimes those meetings can just be an email, right? So that's kind of a bonus tip I didn't even have on my list, is to push back on some of the meeting invites you get and, and start to ask, start to get a little critical, does this need to be a meeting? Do I need to be there? Or could I use this time? Could I just send an email and use this time for something else? And that's obviously going to depend on the company and the culture where you work. But let's start with the, the first tip here, which is understanding your time. And uh, that's kind of what I was talking about already, which is understanding that like time, everything at time has trade-offs, right? If you're doing one thing, you're not doing something else. And so, if you are spending time on email, you're not working on an important project. If you are... Looking at social media, you're not working, right? If you are working, then you're not spending time with your spouse or your kids. If you're at the gym, you're not working. If you're working, you're not at the gym, unless you can somehow work while you're at the gym. So if you think about like the average person or maybe an ambitious person like me, who has many things they wanna get done, lots of different priorities at work, projects I'm working on. Plus I'm, I'm, you know, big into health and fitness. So I wanna try to work out every day and, you know, take some walks to get some activity I love my family. I'm big on family. I don't want to choose work over my family. So I want to make sure that I spend time with my kids every day, that we have family dinner together every night. But every single one of these things are their goals, they're idealistic, and they have trade offs, right? If I'm doing one thing, I'm not doing something else. And so I actually had a year, I think it was 2018, where I was just like really big into health and fitness. And I committed just for the heck of it. I said, I'm going to work out every single day this year. And I pretty much got a workout every single day, except for like five days that year. And that sounds amazing. It sounds great, right? And that was, you know, some of the best shape of my life at like 38 or something. But there's trade-offs to that, right? I wasn't as productive at work. I didn't, you know, in running a business in sales, I didn't get as many sales as I maybe could have because I was at the gym more than someone who just worked all the time and didn't go to the gym, right? And so maybe I didn't make as much money as I could have, but maybe I was in better shape. There's trade-offs to everything we do and there's trade-offs to how we spend our time. And so the first thing. The first tip is just to be conscious or conscientious, maybe conscious of how you're spending your time and just kind of look up every now and then and just go, huh, I'm spending my time on this. And by spending my time on this, I'm not spending my time on other things. And the question I ask myself a lot, and this is something I've told people a lot of times people have asked me, many times people have asked me, like, hey, how do you do all these things that you do? What are your tips on time management? How do you get so much done? And of course, I don't even think of myself as that productive. I just see what's possible and how I'm always distracted. So caveat to everything here is that I'm not perfect. I'm very easily distractible. I don't know if i distracted. I don't know if I have ADHD or what, but like a squirrel runs by and I will change directions very easily. So Let you know right now, I'm not one of those people that just focuses on one project for eight hours a day, gets in flow and all that sort of stuff. I'm very easily distracted. I pop around and stuff all the time. So I need this stuff as much as you do or anyone else. This is why I always remind myself of these things. I record this stuff to make for you because I want to help you as much as I want to help myself or I want to help myself as much as I want to help you. So think about the trade-offs in how you're spending your time. And so when people ask me about time management, one thing I talk about is priorities, which we'll, we'll get to in a few moments. The other thing I mention quite often is that I do lots of different things and I will often stop and ask myself, is this a good use of my time? This is a very simple question that you can ask yourself on a regular basis that will kind of keep things in check for you. Just ask yourself every now and then, maybe, maybe two, three times a day, is this a good use of my time? While you're answering email, is this a good use of my time? The answer might be, well, yeah, I've got all these emails I need to answer. Or you might catch yourself and say, you know what? These emails can wait. I actually have this other project I'm supposed to be working on, right? Sometimes I ask myself that question when I'm scrolling Instagram, which is one of my vices I get sucked into sometimes is, is scrolling Instagram And I might ask, is this a good use of my time? Usually the answer is no, I've spent too much time on here. I need to get back to work or do something else. But sometimes it's yes. It's like, well, I've actually gotten some things done today. I need a little break. I want to see what other people are up to. Sometimes I get some positive uplifting messages on Instagram. So yeah, it's fine. It's a good use of my time. I'm going to scroll this right now. Is this a good use of my time? Working late when you're like, oh, I just want to catch up on email, but I'm missing dinner with my family. Is this a good use of my time? Maybe you're in the middle of a really important project that is going to help you in your career and your boss is going to reward you. And you're like, yeah, this time it's a trade-off. I missed dinner this time, but it's a good use of my time. Or maybe you catch yourself and go, you know what? In the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is not really going to matter. I want to be with my family. And I want to remind you, going back to the trade-offs, right? These there's always trade-offs that <laughs> I've heard this a couple of different variations of this, but when you get to the end of your life, you get to the end of your life. There's not going to mean awards or trophies or rewards for sending the most email. Staying a little bit later is not going to matter that much. 10 years later, you're not going to care about the emails you sent. And nobody says at the end of your life, nobody says at the end of their life, I wish I would have worked more. I don't think anybody says that. I've never heard of anybody saying that. And so I'm not encouraging you necessarily to work less, just to be conscious of the trade-offs of the work you're doing and how you're spending your time. I also saw another meme the other day that was just sort of like heart-stopping. This is for the parents out there that said, the only people who will remember you working late in 20 years are your kids. Now that, I get goosebumps from that, right? The only people... So sometimes you need to work late, right? Sometimes you're in the middle of a big project and it's just like, you got to get stuff done. Boss is putting pressure on you, whatever it is. Sometimes I feel like I need to catch up and I'll work a little bit late. But in 20 years, who's going to remember besides maybe your kids if you weren't ever around? So that's kind of a, it's like a bone chilling reminder. This all goes under understanding your time. So you want to understand that like your time has trade-offs. You have more control over your time than you might think. You need to think about how you're spending your time. Okay. The next tip is to plan your day and week. I mentioned that so many people are drifting and operating in reaction mode. Very seldom do people take an opportunity for self reflection to think about who they are and where they're going. And that includes also thinking about your day and how you're spending your time, how you want to spend your time, what do you want to get done? And so something I started doing uh, many years ago, 2016, actually, when I started practicing after I read the book, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, and I started practicing a morning routine and getting really intentional with my mornings, which included doing meditation, affirmations, visualization, uh, journaling, and reading and exercise. And the first time I started doing meditation, first time I started journaling regularly. And one thing that came up that I started doing with journaling was I would write gratitude and things that I have going on, but I'd also start to plan out my day and write out my schedule and the important tasks that I wanna get done. And that made me a lot more productive. Number one, I realized that I was very bad about being aware of what was on my schedule and therefore I wouldn't be very prepared for meetings and things like that. And so I started getting better with that. So I knew what was coming. And number two, um, I started writing down the important things that I wanna get done for that day and like planning out when I was gonna work on those things. And I started getting a lot more productive as a result. So my advice here is to plan your day and plan your week. Some people take time on Sunday evenings or Monday mornings. To block that time to plan out the week. Hey, here's what I have coming up this week. These are the things I want to get done. And then can you take five or 10 minutes every morning to look at your schedule and write down some notes of like, Hey, what do I have coming up today that I need to spend time preparing for? And what are the things that I want to get done today? What are those big things? You know, I've, I've heard, I can't remember where I heard this advice, but it might have been Tim Ferriss or someone else who said, just write down those one or two things, answer the question. If I got these one or two things done, or I'm uh, sorry, the question is, what are the one or two things that if I got them done, regardless of whatever else happened throughout the day, I would feel productive, right? So usually there's that one thing where you at the end to the end of the day you're like, well, the, the day was kind of crazy, but I got this one thing done. Versus if you don't know that and you just let the day take you, sometimes we have these quote busy days, right? We have lots of calls and all kinds of stuff going on. You get to the end of the day and you're like, I don't even know what I did today. Like, what am I getting paid for? I'm just talking to people all day long and I'm not really sure if I'm accomplishing anything, right? So what's that one thing that if nothing else got done, but you got that one thing done that you'd feel like you're being productive and you're making progress. So that's the next tip is to plan your day. Um, The next tip, we'll call this number three, is to prioritize your projects and tasks. Now, this one sounds really simple, but I actually think it's the most important thing when people ask me about time management, like how do you get so much done? I think it just comes down to prioritization. That goes back to the last one I was just talking about, you know, writing in your journal, answering that question, what's the one or two things that are the most important to get done today is being aware of what are the most important projects, the most important things to get done because people are always responding to things like we talked about. And have you ever heard me talk about the Eisenhower matrix which was created by President Dwight D. Eisenhower in the 1950s and popularized by Stephen R. Covey in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and repopularized by Andy Storch in his book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. So I put it in there. President Eisenhower said that, you know, you can look at tasks and graph them in a two by two by their level of urgency and their level of importance. And that people spend most of their time responding to things that are urgent. This is in the 50s. Can you imagine now in 2020, people are always just email, email, email. Stuff comes in your inbox and you're like, well, I have to respond to this, even though it's not something you really need to get done in the next 24 or 48 hours, right? But we just feel like we have to respond. We have to respond. Text messages comes in. Like I do this all the time. Text message comes in. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't have to respond to this, but I can't get my mind off it. So I'm going to respond to it. Right. So we're always responding to urgent things. And what he said was that, you know, we want to make sure that we're spending more of our time in the important area, especially important, non urgent, so we can actually like have time to think and work on things before they're actually due. So prioritizing means, and I've heard it said too, right? Like people always ask, I, I hear this in a corporate space all the time, like, what are your priorities for this year? What are your priorities right now you're working on? And then someone lists like five things, and you're like, wait a minute. I've heard people say, if everything is a priority, nothing is a priority, right? And so you've got to think about what are the important things that you want to get done? What are the the priorities? Which means maybe you have 10 or 20 things that you you need to get done or you'd like to get done in the next couple of weeks or month, but what are the top one or two or three things that are really going to move the needle and make a difference for your company, for your team, for yourself, for your business, for your career, for your health? for your family, et cetera, right? And so I think about priorities, like there's a ton of things that I could be doing. Here we are in January, 2024. Lots of projects I'm working on. I'm working on a new book. I am working on a new course from my old book, career course. I am working on a migration of our community to a new platform. I am working on creating some new content. I am also uh, you know, reaching out to clients and you know, looking for new partnerships and business and also trying to book more keynotes and trainings for this year. By the way, if you work in talent development and you're looking for a great speaker to come in and hype your people up and teach them how to own their careers, I am your man to reach out to me, Andy at andystorch.com. But there's a million things I could be doing throughout every day. I've got to think about what are the top priorities? What's the most important thing for me to get done? If I have, let's say, an hour between calls and I can do anything I want, what's the thing that I should, I hate using the word should, what would be the highest value thing that I could do during that time? And so right now, like it'd be working on the course that I want to get done because I want to get that done by the end of January. So maybe that's the way to think about it. If I have an hour of time where I can do anything I want, what is the highest value thing that I could work on? And just be aware of that so that you can always keep coming back to that and making progress on the high value thing and not always just be responding to the urgent thing. I'll take uh, the book as another example. Like I'm working on my next book, which is about leadership. And there's no deadline on this book. I'm not working with a publisher. There's no deadline. There's no time. I have to get it done. And it could go on for months or years If I let it, if I just respond to other things, but I have to keep the long-term vision in mind and know that it's going to be really important. It's going to make a big difference for for me, my business, for my family, for other people who could read it. And so I need to keep making progress on it and make sure I'm getting that done. So prioritizing tasks becomes really important. You can do that on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, like check-in with your goals. And what are the most important things that are going to move the needle for you? Speaking of that, the next one, number four, is setting goals and deadlines. And I'm big on this, being aware of what your goals are. I mentioned at the top of this that I set goals every year, check in with those quarterly and even check in every day. Think about what are the goals that you want to work on. Try to make those goals smart. That stands for specific, measurable, actionable, uh, relative, and time bound. You've heard me talk about this before. I mentioned it in my book. You also want to make them kind of exciting as well but get them, make those goals specific and have them time bound so you have deadlines on those you know when you need to get those done and so you can check in on those times i mentioned i'm working on this new book i could take forever but if i set a time a deadline and say i need to get the writing done by the end of january to get it to my editor in february And then I'm planning on publishing in September. And so all these things need to fall in place. I now have deadlines. I know when I'm going to work on it and when I need to get things done. So make sure you're setting goals and deadlines for the things that you need to get done. The next tip is to be aware of when you are most productive and schedule time to get things done. So we talked about planning your day, talked about setting goals, we talked about being aware of your top priorities or prioritizing, right? Understanding your priorities. And so I think it's important to now schedule that time in. There's a lot of people out there now, movement away from to-do lists, so-called to-do lists, and a move towards scheduling. People say what gets scheduled gets done. I don't fully believe that because I schedule things all the time and then don't do it. But I find that I I am more likely to get it done if it's on my schedule versus just on a to-do list that I may not be looking at. I think this is even more important and effective for someone who works in a corporate environment where you have people that could be scheduling meetings on your calendar very easily. I used to work in corporate. I remember those days, like you just get invited to the meetings, they just end up on your calendar and if you schedule time uh, for instance there's a certain project you need to work on and you block out every tuesday and thursday from 3 to 5 p.m to work on that project then no one can schedule meetings during that time certainly they could invite you and you can evaluate if you need to go or not but if they search for availability they won't see you they will see you're not available and they might schedule it for another time if you need to be there and so putting blocks of time on your schedule to work on certain things can be really effective, really important, more effective than just using a to-do list. And I think it's also important to know when you're most productive. For instance, I find I have more energy and I'm more productive, more focused in the morning. And so I will tend to try to get more important projects and things done in the morning and schedule calls in the afternoon. So if you ever look at the availability of my calendar, I use Calendly, which is the scheduling app. I'll send a link to people to book a call with me. I generally don't make any time available in the mornings. I only make my calendar available in the afternoons. So I have mornings blocked to be able to work on more important things or maybe go to the gym or whatever I want to do and then take calls in the afternoon. This is especially easy now that I live in Spain and I'm working mostly with people in the US. And so most people I work with in the US are not awake while in my morning, right? They're only awake in my afternoon. And so that makes it even easier to keep mornings pretty free. I work with some clients in the in Europe now, but we mostly just schedule calls in the afternoon. So schedule time and know when you're most productive and block time to do those things. Side note on that is I also like to block off a day a week for productivity and projects and try not to have any calls. For me, I mostly don't do calls on, on Monday and Friday. I have a couple like calls on Mondays sometimes, but I typically don't like to do any calls on Friday and I'll keep that kind of open to catch up on things or even take the day off if I want to, right? If, if you've earned it from a busy week, I hate the word busy, but you know, a productive week, we'll say. Okay. So that's scheduling time. The next tip is being intentional with, or being aware of distractions and being intentional with social media. So I'll put these two together, eliminating distractions and being intentional with social media, because they're they're the next two I was going to talk about. Let's start with distractions. You've got a lot of things coming at you all the time, email, uh, text messages, social media notifications. And the key is that they're only distractions if they are notifying you and getting your attention. And I've seen studies that show that essentially, if you're working on something and you get a notification or your attention shifts to something else... It takes quite a few minutes to refocus and get back into the thing you were doing. And so if that happens, you know, 10, 20, 30 times a day, 50 times a day, think about how much time is being taken away from your ability to be productive throughout the day. And that adds up over time, every day, every week, every month, just hours and hours and hours of missed productivity because of these notifications and distractions. They come from email, they come from Slack, they come from text messages, and they come from social media. And so, I'm a big proponent of turning off notifications, uh, first of all, on your computer. I have, I think, no notifications on on my computer. Nothing from email, nothing from Slack, nothing from social media, nothing from anything. I always block all notifications on my computer other than calendar reminders. So, if I have a meeting coming up, I want that notification on because, as I said earlier, I'm not the best at being aware of what's on my schedule and my calendar. And so, if I didn't have those notifications... I would miss meetings and I still do miss meetings sometimes, but all other notifications off. I Every time I am on a platform and asks me to turn on notifications, I see this as an attack on my ability to focus, my productivity, and really my life. I just want, you know, all of these companies have engineers that are brilliant and their goal is to keep you on their platform as much as possible, whether that's Slack or Outlook or Facebook or anything else. And so you got to kind of fight against that. And then of course, the other one is your phone, right? We all have a smartphone. If you're like most people, chances are, it's sitting on your desk while you're working and you see the notifications that come up, text messages, social media, et cetera. And so I would invite you to A, turn off a lot of the notifications that you get. You don't need to be notified right away. You could add them to the notification center, but they don't need to be on your lock screen. I have all social media off, so I don't get any notifications from social media on my phone. I do have text messages on. I've played with having those off over the years and having most things off. I might turn that off again in the future. I have it on for now. But if that tends to be distracting for you, I recommend moving your phone to another area of the room or possibly even setting it down in a different room while you need to get focused stuff done. I do that from time to time. I also keep my phone in the kitchen when I go to bed at night. I don't take it to bed with me because I find it's just endlessly distracting, right? So be intentional with or think about the distractions and try to be mindful of and limit the distractions that are coming your way. And then related to that is uh, social media can be, I love social media, can be fun, can be great, great way to connect with people, but it can also be a time suck. can be demoralizing, create a lot of anxiety for people. And so you want to try to limit that and really own your social media experience. So think about, how much time you're spending on there, what platforms you're spending time on, why you're there. Are you there for good reason? Is it to for work like LinkedIn or to connect with people? Or are you just kind of mindlessly scrolling? Is it just for entertainment? And then can you set limits? So most of the social media apps and your phone will allow you to put a timer or limits on the amount of time you can spend in that app. And there's also other third-party apps that will help you do that as well. I think one of them is called Free Time. I can't remember what the others are called, but you can search for them in the app store and they'll help you limit that. And so I mentioned earlier, my vice is Instagram. I will be scrolling on there. I, I also create a lot of content, but I will be scrolling on there mindlessly and it, I have it set. So after I think 10 minutes or something and pops up and says, Hey, you've been spending a lot of time on here. Are you sure you want to be here? And I'm like, Oh, you're right. I should go. And so I close it when that pops up. So I find that to be really effective notifications off. And then remember that you get to control your experience on there. The algorithm listens to you. And so if you engage with content, it's going to show you more of that content. Um, TikTok is the most prolific of this, but all the platforms, including LinkedIn, do this. If you ignore content or unfollow, you're not going to see it anymore. And so I only engage with con- content and people I like, and I avoid any negative stuff. And so that stuff has been eliminated from my feed. So people say like, oh, I hate Facebook. It's so negative. I don't really see much negative stuff on my Facebook feed because I avoid that. And then the other thing I've been doing recently is unfollowing more people that I just don't want to follow or like I go on Instagram and someone's on my feed. I'm like, I don't know who that is or why I followed them. I'm just going to unfollow them now. And so I've been doing more of that lately and just getting really intentional with like, I'm going to own my experience here or I'm not going to be here. And if you find it's causing problems for you, like a friend of mine messaged me the other day and said, I think I need to take a break from Instagram because it just causes me all kinds of anxiety. I'm always comparing myself to other people. This is natural. Then take a break, take it off your phone and say, you know what, I'll, I'm going to try 30 days or 60 days without it and see how I feel. And if I'm feeling better, maybe I'll stay off it for good. Like you don't have to be on there. There's no reason to be on there. I recommend being on LinkedIn to build your corporate personal brand and connect with people. um, But I don't think you have to be on Instagram. So That's limiting distractions and owning your social media experience. The last one here is to take breaks. You know, we are ambitious. We want to get a lot of stuff done. It's tempting to just work straight all day long, but I think it's really good to build in breaks when you can. I've had those days where I have back-to-back calls for six hours, seven hours, but I try not to do those anymore. And I will usually take a walk at least once or twice during the day. It's good to have a dog. So it's like an excuse, like, oh, I should take the dog out. The good to just take a break, take a walk, go sit outside, read a book for 15 minutes, take a breath. It's okay. It'll actually help you be more productive the rest of the day. So take some breaks, take a 15 minutes here and there, take an hour off, take a day off. It's not going to. It's actually going to help you over time. It seems like you're not being productive in that moment, but it will help you over time. So those are my tips for you with regards to time management. So be aware of the trade offs involved in uh, time and how you own more of your time than you think. Understand. Uh, the concept of time and where you're spending your time, plan your day and your week, prioritize your projects and tasks, the most important things you need to work on, set goals for the quarter, the month, the week, et cetera, and have deadlines for those, Uh, schedule time and know when you're most productive, be intentional with social media, eliminate those distractions from your phone and your computer and take breaks along the way. Um, There's more and other things I've learned that I do, but those are the big ones right now that came to mind when I sat down to record this. I hope those are helpful. Pick one or two that work for you and try them today. Try them this week. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, Andy at andystorch.com. Our website is andystorch.com. If you haven't gotten my book, own your career, own your life. I do have some tips in there about time management Uh, as well as some other advice on how to own your career, own your life, take control of your time and really go out there and kick butt and achieve your goals. So ownyourcareerownyourlife.com is that website. There's free bonus resources on there and the book is on Amazon. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. Hope you share this with others. Hope you go out there and own your career and own your time. I'm rooting for you. Have a fantastic day.